Soundproof. Sound. Soundproof. Soundproof. Proof. Proof. Soundproof podcast. Podcast. Sound. I'm Miyuki Yokiranta, and this is the Soundproof podcast. Our species make a lot of noise. We have created a world in which silence is a rare commodity. This is a line from the Biopod Survival Manual, written by sound artist Nigel Hellyer. The manual is a guide to an overnight stay in something called a biopod that floats on a lake on a swatch of land called the Bundanon Trust, which, as Nigel explains, the Bundanon Trust is an amazing, amazingly beautiful 3,000-acre site that stretches along, I think, about 12 kilometres of the Shoalhaven waterfront, and it's donated to the nation by the Arthur Boyd's family. I spoke with Nigel about his three-year project situated on the Bundanon Trust. The biopod was part of a uh, annual festival they have called Sightworks, which is where artists and creative creative people engage with the environment and the sort of the social history, the food culture, kind of the patrimony, if you like, of of that area. Biopods was my contribution to the 2014 Sightworks. And it was essentially a floating recording studio. Um, it didn't actually float in the river, it floated in the um, Homestead Lake, which at that time was pretty flooded. And people were allowed to stay overnight and have a kind of um, acoustic reverie, if you like, mm-hmm. um, being very quiet and listening to the natural environment, which ironically is actually incredibly noisy, mm-hmm. <laughs> full of frogs and birds and things like that. It was almost like a glamping situation. It was actually quite a well-appointed, large floating structure um, with a, a little tuck box full of delicious things. And I sort of made sure there was a bit of chocolate in there. And, you know, you could make tea. There was a Persian carpet on the floor. There was a camp bed with um, sheepskin on. You know, it was really quite nice mm. and um, small but, but quite hi-fi recording situation a couple of microphones and they were asked to literally just record what they like and then write a ship's log and make an audio kind of an audio blog as well and why did you choose that water body rather than for instance the Shoalhaven river or or even set up a glamping very mod term in some natural scrub the lake is more of a controlled environment Um, it doesn't have um, v8 ski boats zooming along (laughs) and it's more there's more of an interface with the land and the the trees and things like that so in in a sense of the range of fauna you have there uh, I think it's actually slightly higher and partly to my surprise I found people were quite nervous about staying on their own overnight in a floating structure albeit in in a kind of relatively tranquil lake I think it was fairly novel for people to be kind of um, walked out on a a little jetty that we built specially and then popped into a rowing boat and rowed out and given an induction. I think they found, uh, quite a lot of people found that quite challenging. Is there something about that you have to sort of row yourself ashore? Is there something about that sort of isolation and being kind of surrounded by water in a way that humans generally aren't? Yeah, I mean, maybe I misjudged it because I, I... I've, I've been a, a sort of sailor since I was 12 years old and I'm used to spending nights sometimes hundreds of kilometres from land. So for me, that's that's not an unusual situation, but I probably hadn't put myself in other people's heads and um, just a short row from the biopod in the depths of, you know, the middle of the night, as it were, 
I think, yeah. spooked quite a few people, which is it's kind of really interesting. Yeah. Well, is there something sonically significant about, well, first of all, maybe about the Bundanon area, the, un, the trust itself, but then also specifically that point in the centre of that water body? Well, you've got a big interface with, I mean, you're literally surrounded by um, terra firma trees and pasture, and um, there's, there's quite a lot of woodland very close by, and, you know, also this kind of wetland rim, so you have this really good variety um, of biodiversity, so frogs, insects, birds, and spending, you know, 12 to 16 hours on board that biopod, you would go through a kind of very nice temporal shift from, say, the dawn chorus um, through into the night where you get the frogs, um, insects. There's an amazing range that it's not all on all the time, and, and creatures in that sort of acoustic ecology find different segments, if you like, very much like radio programming. They will have their own little frequencies and spots so they can hear each other, basically. They, they take turns and they spread that out over a, over a period. So it's almost as if it's programmed, you know. So in effect, that, that durational aspect, spending that night, is quite important to the recording. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Otherwise, I mean, if you were there just for... 20 minutes you just hear frogs or you just hear insects or just hear birds but the the duration allows you to understand or appreciate the the range and the kind of transformation of the soundscape and in terms of duration this is also a project that isn't being captured necessarily just by the 2014 Sightworks Festival this is actually a much longer term timeline for you Yes, it's. Um, I mean, the project is part of um, a, a larger um, Australian Research Council project that that I have with the Bundanon Trust and Macquarie University, and it's an essentially um, it's called where science meets art. The central idea is to create a kind of cultural and scientific mapping, if you like, of of the site that that looks at ecology, um, that looks at social history and makes a, a kind of interactive, complex interactive map of of the site. And the things like Biopod are kind of creative contributions to that. They gather content or they generate content and that will be included in the, in the kind of overall three-year project. Mm -hmm. So can you describe to us, uh, you know, this little voyage, this little passage across water that we're about to experience? Well, what... What we're going to hear in the first episode um, of the of the biopod is um, some very short extracts from some of the people who spent uh, an overnight acoustic vigil on the biopod. And what I tried to do was just give a, a range of, of reactions and sounds, and um, which kind of are quite intimate and in some ways relatively casual. It's it's very kind of off the cuff. And I think that's what I, I wanted it to be, a kind of, um, it's not a kind of a high cultural thing, it's just a very straightforward picture, if you like. Here's that audio picture, When Science Meets Art, Episode 1, The Biopod. It's Sunday the 16th of November. I'm spending a night on the biopod in the lake at the Bundanon Trust with my son Finn, who's been milking cows in Albi-Wodonga for the past couple of months. He's come to stay with me. So, we're breaking the rules. 
and uh, having two people on board but it's still fairly luxurious. I get the camp bed, he gets the Persian carpet and a couple of blankets. So I think we're going to survive the night. He's off at the moment on land in the little white rowing boat and I'm just listening to the last of the birds having the evening chorus as the crickets and the frogs ramp up their songs. Otherwise it's completely quiet and still. Today there was a real southerly buster that came up from the Victorian coastline, tearing the limbs off trees and was really quite spectacular. But now it's absolutely still, absolutely still. That's the sound of the fin rolling off to the, the ablutions. It's quite late now. What is the time? Eight o'clock at night. The sun's just going down, the light's falling. It's very beautiful. It's quite quiet. The frogs haven't gone so crazy yet. I think the frogs go crazy a bit later on. But yeah, very, very nice. Glad to be here. Okay, so I've arrived. It's um, 7.48 and I've got from shore to the, to the floating barge safely. So now I've got to turn on the light. Okay. It's very beautiful out here. Quiet at the moment. Calm. It's twilight, floating slightly, spinning around a little bit. 
Whoa, that's really bizarre. Okay, so uh, I'll let that record the sound outside for a little while. Over and out, I'm going to just do a couple of things and try not make too much noise. Delicious hummus, Nigel. I'm having a little snack and then I'm going to have a little rest. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Too much. Testing. One, two, three, testing. Testing. One, two, three, testing. Testing. One, two, three, testing. Whoa. So it's Sunday evening, uh, 2010. The wind is starting up now and um, the boat's starting to move a little bit more. It's very calm before. 
as you can hear, it's quite loud out there. I'm going to try and get some sleep now, see how I go. Very cosy in here. Thanks, Marge. I'll probably have a little talk in the middle of the night. Nigel, Hello. how much water is in there? I don't know, I think about 50 litres probably. I'm, I'm too much, but you know, as I say, it's been at least a week since I pumped it. And um, so you don't have nothing to fear as immediate <laughs> immersion. If you stayed in it for a week, maybe I'd start to worry, but God, this seems plenty of it. It's quite tiring doing this. We didn't bring enough food for a week. No, well, there's all the wombats you could get. Is the, the fish in this? Is the fish in this pond? I don't think I'd want to eat them. Certainly in the river. So they'd be unpalatable, muddy fish, I'm sure. Yabbies? I'm sure there are yabbies in here. Yeah. The question will be finding the little fellows. It's pretty dark, this water. A lot of teeth, a lot of uh, tannin in it. Oh my god. We're going forever. You want help? No, I'm fine. It's just boring. What can we do to entertain you? Uh, <laughs> I'm just watching the water. That's relatively entertaining as it is. When Science Meets Art, Episode 1, The Biopod, by sculptor and sound artist Nigel Hellyer. You heard Nigel himself, Robin Backen, Sophia Lerner and Diego Bonetti, as well as the voices of thousands of frogs, birds and some happy kookaburras. One of the last entries in the Biopod logbook reads, This is the kind of journal they find once an explorer has died. It's been raining for 24 hours straight, the biopod has started to leak, and I had to bail out the rowing boat before it filled with rainwater and sank. I've eaten all the rations and the lamp has stopped working. If anyone finds this... I asked Nigel about the reactions to the acoustic slumber party and the scope of the whole biopods project. Um, I think generally it's pretty positive. I mean, the you could use the term they were blissed out you know because it is it is actually gorgeous um i spent the night with my son on on the biopod i felt i had to do that as well just to make sure that it was an okay experience and it was just a really wonderful because you could feel the whole platform drifting slightly in the wind and um you were sort of serenaded to sleep by by frogs mm. and um you know there was there was a kind of element of of almost like being a child 
camping for the first time. Yeah. And so what do you think over this three-year period, how do you think it will change? What is your kind of sense that you will, what conclusion you'll come to or you'll hear over this time? Well, the next, um, the next version of the biopods, which will be for late September this year, will be probably a land-based um, series of, I'm looking at three structures. They'll all be hanging from the trees. They'll probably be up in the amp- what they call the amphitheatre, mm. which is a natural rock um, cliff face, which forms a natural amphitheatre. It's really fabulous, Glorious. especially at night. Yeah. And I'm proposing three structures which will be literally like kind of pods or you know rather like insect pods or nests one that you can climb up a rope ladder and sit inside one that you can crawl into and lie in and the other one which you kind of wriggle up into and literally stand with the head inside it the uh, siteworks theme for this this year is feral and you can take that any way you like yeah but i've got quite interested in the boyd paintings of nebuchadnezzar out in the wilderness, crawling around on all fours. I mean, Nebuchadnezzar, Babylonian king, mm-hmm. went uh, pretty feral himself for many, many years as in, in a kind of um, hubris situation. And um, I'm going to kind of try and link these works to that kind of Nebuchadnezzar in the wilderness type yeah. theme. And I'm thinking of using um, some little solar-powered audio actuators so the actual structures have fragments of the narrative in them so this time you won't be recording but you'll be listening and you can go from one pod to the other and and kind of put together fragments of this narrative and the scientific team is starting to look at um, trace minerals across the site kind of in a very forensic way related to um, old mining practices in the Shoalhaven and we're looking at sort of very um, specific footprints and fingerprints of of um, metallic isotopes around the old settlement sites. But also I've got a particular desire to link that to Boyd's paintings mm-hmm. because, you know, most paint's full of heavy mm-hmm. metals. Yeah. So we're going to kind of cross-link the environment in a physical sense with the environment in a cultural sense and um, kind of build a rich metaphoric interface between... The, the kind of ecology, the environment, science, art, and its kind of previous cultural history. Sound artist and sculptor Nigel Hellier. We'll check back in with him later this year for the next instalment of Biopods. By now, surely you're curious as to what they look like. Head to the Soundproof website to see some photos of the Biopods and the gorgeous landscape and learn more about the exceptional history of the Bundanon Trust.